Yo, yo, yo. Good uh, Sunday morning to you. Good people. This is your boy, the bear, Huzzy Bear, that is. It is September the 23rd, 2018, man. I'm coming to you humbly. Yeah, no? Yeah, just checking in. And uh, the title of this second episode is, it's a little deep. I figure it's, it's, it's appropriate for Sunday. You know what I mean? Maybe... Maybe God is trying to tell you something. Y'all remember that song on uh, Color Purple when, you know, when Sugar Avery, you know, she wanted to, you know, change her life and she bust open in that church. Man, everybody felt that, you know, maybe God is trying to tell you something. Maybe you ain't living right. You know, maybe your marriage ain't right. And maybe your job situation ain't right. And I can testify to that. You know what I mean? Maybe your children ain't acting right. You just don't know you're doing everything you can to raise them right. You know, but maybe God is trying to tell you something. And uh, I just want to, you know, talk to y'all for a minute. <clears throat> Excuse me for, you know, about that. You know, maybe God is trying to tell you something. Uh, I'm, I'm in a situation now where I feel like God is trying to tell me something. I'm, I'm currently at a job that uh, I started as a temp. It was a three day assignment. And um, I've been there almost two years now. And uh, like I said, it was a three-day assignment. Never thought it would make it further than the three days. And uh, I had ended up, let me let me go back. First of all, a situation, a tragic situation happened when uh, a partner of mine that got jammed up, me and him was running together every day. I was doing some wrong things or whatever. We ran together every day. And my partner, he caught a Fed case, federal case. So I couldn't understand at the time how he got jammed up and I didn't even though I wasn't doing nowhere near what he, you know the numbers what he was doing he was the man you know shout out to my guy he know who he is and put no names on it or nothing but anyway my man he catch a case through some other people you know really wasn't even about him but he got tangled up in the situation so I'm saying man that was close you know how did they pull him in and me and him was together every day being seen every day and I didn't get jammed up. Now, keep in mind, this has been like like the sixth situation that happened like that. A lot of people around me have been snatched up by the feds. And I never got jammed up. I never told on the soul or any of that. And I never really was the man. or I, I, I did enough for myself. You know, I never tried to be more than what I was. I did it strictly for the money, strictly to get by, to keep from being out here. You know, it beat it, it, it beat a blank, you know, but I don't encourage it at all. You know, everybody got to take their own chances. I believe the dope game is only supposed to be a stepping stone. You got to get what you can get and get out and do something positive with that money. I believe that and I live by that. But anyway, my partner got snatched up. So I'm like, man, that was close. It was scary close. So, you know, I'm like, man, this is crazy. So I'm like, uh, I, I, I dropped to my knees. I'm like, God. You know, show me a way out of this. You know, put a job in my face that I can work, that I like, you know, and that that can feed my family. So uh, I prayed and I prayed. Got a few little knickknack jobs here and there, nothing solid. So back to what I was saying, got this call from the temp service. We have a three-day assignment for you. Boom. Cool. You know, I took the assignment. And I did it well, and they kept me. I'm like, wait a minute now. It went from three days to a week, a week to a month. Before you know it, they like, hey, we like what you're doing. We like your attitude. We're going to pull you in. 
cool. So I'm working now. Speed all the way up to a year and a half in the game. I'm working. I'm seeing little stuff too as I'm working. I'm seeing seeing people's true colors. You know, I'm like, whoa, I don't like how they did that person. I'm like, man, you know, good thing I'm in. I'm good. So boom. That was one thing. So I get in a situation and uh, my lead, uh, he says, uh, something, hurry up, you big gorilla. So, whoa, you know, wait a minute. Did he say, let me, let me, before I overreact, let me ask this man with that. I said, what did you say? He said, you big gorilla. Now, keep in mind, this is a Caucasian brother. You know what I'm saying? I call them brothers because they don't understand it when I say brother to a white man. It's because uh, we all God's children. They don't understand that, you know. I call you my Caucasian brother, you my Mexican brother. Anyway, he called me a gorilla. And I asked him, I repeated what I said. So he said what he said. He, he acted like he didn't know, you know, that, that word was derogatory towards black men. But I'm like, man, listen, don't ever say that to anybody. Don't say that to me or anybody that looked like me. So he's like, oh, you know, he, he playing clueless, which I think that's just what it was. He was playing. He knew what that word meant. He just wanted to see if it can get by me without me noticing. And I noticed. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, I didn't want to. I didn't want to go to HR. I ain't the police type guy. I don't go to HR because one, they all tied in. HR say they're gonna help you and bring it to them. They just want to know what's going on and you know build something on you and make you look like a troublemaker. So, anywho, he say that and I'm like, okay, I can't work around this guy, man. So, you know, I just told, you know, I told my supervisor, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm trying to get out of here. What is that? You know, he wanted to know what was going on. And I told him, which they did nothing. I'm like, yeah, he called me. I don't want nothing done to him. He called me a gorilla and I just don't feel comfortable working around him. So, boom, that was one strike with me. So they like, okay. So it get around to the, it finally gets to HR. Okay. Da, 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 da. They asked me to come in. Asked me exactly what said. I told him, explained to him, I don't want nothing done to him. I just want y'all to tell him that's not the right thing to do. I don't want him suspended, fired, none of that, because I don't take food out of nobody's mouth. So that was one thing. So I'm, I'm feeling like now I'm labeled one of these Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. I'm conscious of racism. I know what's going on. And I'm always, my Caucasian people, if I work with you, if I'm around you, I'm paying attention. To what you say. Same way you should do me. If I say something to rap, I call you a hunky or cracker or whatever, or whatever the case may be. And if it offends you, you need to address it. You need to pull the person to the side to say it or pull me to the side. But anyway, so that was one thing. So months go ahead. I, I move out of the area. I'm working in another area. Things kind of smooth, but I'm noticing management attitude has changed towards me. HRs went from telling everybody I was a good worker and they got I me mean, this this the same job that gave me gift certificates for being a good person for having a good attitude they speaking about me in meetings everybody like hey we need to be like you and da, da, da. so as the as the you know as I get about a year and a half into it I'm having different feelings about this job it's not the same no more it ain't feeling the same no more you know I'm not feeling that, that, that enthusiasm like I was feeling so I get sick in March I get sick a couple days before my birthday birthday March 8th I get sick like March 1st in the hospital maybe a day and a half so i'm thinking i'm having points because i you know i missed a couple days for being sick that they give you points everybody knows you start off with 10 points so i'm at like seven points so my supervisor in my new position my new area he comes to the hospital with the paperwork hey don't worry about nothing 
we got you. You ain't gonna lose your job. This will protect your job. Boom. I'm like, thanks, man. You know, that was good looking out. Cause I thought, I told my mother, I said, I, I think I'm gonna lose my job. And my mother said, no, you ain't gonna lose your job. And she was right. God was there. So boom. Okay. FMLA, I, you know, go to the doctor. So I get my doctor and my doctor said, what you got is serious. If you need, if you're not feeling well, you need time off. So my doctor wrote me on, she wrote me FMLA for anybody know how FMLA work. You use as needed. You know, and you don't get no points or anything for that for it. You don't get fired, supposedly. So, she wrote me off. She told them in paperwork what I had, everything, all my ailments, or whatever. You know, I am I am a, I am a, a person that has sarcoidosis, the same thing Bernie Mac died from. I don't really want to claim nothing. I feel good, but sometimes I don't. That's how sarcoidosis work. You know, it can, you can be straight for a year straight, maybe two years straight, and all of a sudden, out the blue, you know, you... It's, it's messing with your lipnoids and your lungs. It's starting your lungs and it can damage your other organs. So, anywho, uh, where was I? So, I was in the hospital or whatever. So, I come back. I get out the hospital. I come back. Bring my paperwork. So, everybody, ah, fake love. Hey, you all right now? Hope you feel better. Yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks. So, okay, while me having an FMLA, I'm using it sometimes. I'm going and I'm bringing back paperwork, doctors, everything. So all of a sudden, you know, things change. A couple people come in and I, you know, they they leave. So word on word in the warehouse that I'm stirring up all the black workers telling them that this place ain't the place to be. Da 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 da. So they just started treating. Now they didn't really they already was acting funny for the FMLA. <coughs> excuse me. The FMLA and everything. So now they really now hearing rumors that uh yeah, Torrance, we think Torrance is abusing his FMLA and this and that and you know they word in the warehouse that they was going to get rid of me and another black girl because we the only two blacks in that area left all the other black ones either quit or get fired so they didn't uh, yeah you know we going to get rid of them this and that so it's bothered me everybody acting funny I'm hearing a little sad stuff so I've been I didn't pull management to decide twice about this like why am I being punished why is everybody I'm, 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 I'm hearing you know I'm in this negative light because all I did was I I signed up for you know FMLA and I made a I made a complaint about somebody calling me a gorilla, which was you know that's the same thing as a, a man calling a woman a bitch. And she's gonna go to the right people, you know, and say something about it. So all towards you know it ain't you know it ain't like that. Da, 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 da. You're gonna be okay, and we're not thinking about firing you. And uh, so it go on and on. So now it's been gotten. Now I feel like now the guy, the same manager that bought me my FMLA, FMLA papers, he's starting to give me a cold shoulder. You know, you got this new girl in. She's key into one of the big managers, and she then came in the area, and then she got a whole heap of mess started. I mean, she's snitching on people in the bathroom. It was crazy, crazy. She telling on people. She thinks that she's got a, I guess, a bulletproof vest on, and pretty much she do because the job I work at is. All these people, they live in one certain part of, they all live in one certain part of Ohio. Then this one is somebody's cousin, brother, da 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 stepbaby, whatever the case may be. So, boom. So, that was that, you know. So, as things going on, more of the story, I know y'all like, oh, how does this got to do with God trying to tell you something? So, I keep going, going to the management, you know, and everybody blowing me out, but I'm still getting the same treatment. Now I'm noticing. Everybody's saying stuff and you know, it's little stuff. So I'm 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 feeling like 
I'm being poked at so they, cause they know they can't get me on the FMLA. So now it's like, let's take a different route. Let's see if we can provoke them and they can use that creating a hostile work environment thing. So boom. So the, you know, everything, I'm, I can't get past this feeling. I'm like now this job I once loved, I'm not liking, I don't want to go to. Um, I'm, I'm feeling a certain way about it and uh, it just ain't working out for me. So I'm praying to God, you know, if God, this is the job for me, you know, you know, make, you know, clear this up for me, you know, make me feel better about it. But I'm praying the same prayer and I ain't feeling no different. So I ask y'all this. Do you think that's God trying to tell me the son, this ain't the job for you. It was just supposed to be a stepping stone for you to get to the next big thing. I got you. Or, I mean, or I know a lot of it is the devil and that's them. That's this carrying on the way they is to, you know, to do this. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not a, a bad worker. Nobody can say I don't, even in my evaluations, they, you work, you work hard, da, 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 da. Never gotten everybody, anybody to know me. I'm just a, I'm a huzzy bear, you know, you know, the bear to care. You know what I'm saying? So everybody that I encounter, they love me. I ain't met a, I ain't met too many that didn't. And if they do, they do it behind my back, but that's cool too. Maybe one day they get the nerve or the balls to come say, hey, man, I don't like you. And you're entitled to that. And, you know, but anyway, I'm praying, I'm praying. I'm still, you know, I feel best. Some days I feel good. Like, okay, it's going to work. Then, <clears throat> excuse me, again, y'all. The, um, the same problem is coming. So I'm saying to myself, maybe God is trying to tell me that it's time to move on. If you, You're not going to see what I got for you till you leave. I got something for you. Apply yourself. I got something for you. Because I want to work in the field where I can be who I am. Anybody know me? I like to sing. I like to work with kids. I like to do this, what I'm doing. I like to be uplifting people. I want my job to be where I can feel good about going in there. And every time I pull in that parking lot, it's like, oh, Lord, what's going to be today's outcome? Or am I going to get fired today? That's not, that's not a place you should be. So on that note, I'm just saying maybe God is trying to tell me something. Maybe he is. I don't know. But like I said, I'm going to keep praying. And I'm just going to keep, you know, going in, doing the right thing. And hopefully God will show me what he got for me. Because I know he got something for me because he gave me this to get by. So that's, you know, that that's that's my testimony about what I got going on. You know, God can be telling y'all something, man. You just got to gotta pay attention. Because God, he might not, you might not hear words, but he'll definitely talk to you. And I'm telling you this, I'm speaking on experience. You know, it's rough out here. And, and, and I know a lot of people in relationships, you know, I can testify to that. You know, I've, I've not always been faithful in my marriage. And it was times when my wife was ready to fill out them divorce papers. You know what I mean? And, you know, I was in the streets at the time when me and her, you know, well, I wasn't all the way in the streets when we first got married. But I came across some real life street money. You know, after our maybe third year in our marriage, and uh, you know what come with that when you got street money and your name ringing out here, and, and, and the people you with are popular, and, and you, they see you with them people, your partners or whatever. And I start getting some unwanted fame, you know, from females and this and that, which was nothing but the devil. I'm not saying the females itself, but that was one of the devil's traps. And um, one thing led to another, and I violated, you know my marriage you know what I mean and my wife didn't know for a couple months she didn't know but 
a car accident my wife had. I almost took her life. She went through the windshield. God was trying to tell her something, y'all. You hear what I'm saying? I'm getting back to the big point. God is trying to tell you something. So if I would have just got myself together, asked God for forgiveness at the time, stopped what I was doing wrong, maybe it wouldn't have ended up like that. But I kept going on and on. And God put my wife to that windshield. For one, it scared the hell out of me because I thought my wife was dead. You got to imagine, they say, come to the hospital. Your wife has been in a car accident. And the chaplain come out. Now, come on, man. That wasn't a good look. So I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, friend, I'm like, Lord, please, if you let her make it through this, I won't do none of the stuff I'm, I'm doing now. Lord, if you just please, you know. So in the process of that, God had to work on her. God opened her eyes to what I was doing. And everything hit the fan. Shit hit the fan. So she found out, you know, it was rocky. That, rough, that first year was rocky, you know. She wasn't talking to me. She wasn't sleeping with me. We, I mean, it was just, it was rough. But I had to prove to her, and I am still proving to her, that I am not the man that broke your heart. So I do I do everything different now. A lot of my partners like, man, you go in all early and this and that. Nah, when I used to hang out late, I was in devilment. And I ain't trying to preach. Please, y'all, let a man speak. Like, you know, It's a good sides to everybody. And ain't nothing wrong with embracing that and talking about it. But, you know, God opened her eyes and, and she called and she called me. And uh, you know, I begged her, you know, please, babe, you know, just let me show you. I'm not gonna do that no more. Cause I used to take pride in that. I used to I was one of them guys before I ran across the street money. I was one of them guys that I I was I'm the, more like the guy I am now. You know, I didn't my partner's like, man, you don't cheat on your girl. I'm like, nah, for what? I love her. You know, that's my wife. So, you know, I, I took pride in that. And she used to tell her friends that. You think your husband cheat? No. This and that. And for me to put her through that and her to have to bite her tongue or go back and say, man, now I look stupid. I told all my friends I didn't think he cheated. And he cheated. But on that saying that, I've grown, I've grown older. And uh, I learned that once a woman got your heart, it's hard to let go of her. And, you, you know, you just want to hold on to her forever. And that's how it is with my wife. Me and my wife go back all the way to the fourth grade. So, you know, this bait, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm still working on my marriage. And she, she had forgave me, but she ain't forgotten. And I ain't mad at that. Because y'all know how us fellas is. A nigga, if, if your girl was cheating niggas half you niggas probably kill them you know but you definitely wouldn't be back with them like all right what you cheated and you had a baby with the nigga right, i still love her it's very rare that men do that i ain't gonna lie i can't sit there and say that's a strong woman that take a man back that that cheated on her that's one thing but then turn around and have a kid on her so that shout out to my mama my mother and father i ain't putting the business out there but you know what it is those who know my family well, you know, but my mother's strong. Embrace your truths, so can't nobody use them against you. That's the realest thing I ever heard. You know, so I messed up. But when once God opened my wife up, or opened her eyes up to what was going on, I changed my ways. I went out. I went out my way to show my wife that, nah, this ain't me, and I ain't gonna do this no more. And I'm still showing her. I've gotten, I've always been a church boy, those who know me. I've always been in the church, but I just wasn't going. I wasn't faithful. And now I go, and I still got a lot of working on, but I go to church 
every Sunday. I'm, I'm at church now, you know, and is you know, I can't. You, I learned that you know you can't do it without God. So the moral of the story of that, me telling you about my my, my marriage, is God was trying to tell my wife something, and He told her and showed her through the car accident. So don't tell me God ain't real. Or don't tell me God can't talk. You might not hear Him say, "Hey man, this is God. Do this, do that." Nah, He show you. He talk through what He show. So. Uh, all you gangsters out there think you're doing it on your own. You wonder how you made it out of the shootout without without a hair being touched, nigga. It wasn't your bulletproof vest. It wasn't your bulletproof car, nigga. It was God. And also, if you was in the shootout and you made it through, God's trying to tell you something, my guy. Real talk. If you done been through something tragic and you out here doing wrong and you make it through the tragic stuff, Hey man, change your ways. Don't go back to the thing that got you in the situation that got you in. If you'd have been to the penitentiary and you'd have gave these white people uh, 10, 5, 10 years, 15 years of your life and you make it out of that, I don't think the smartest thing to do is go back to that. Ask God to show you a way, man. Show you a different way. He will, I'm trying to tell you. I'm a walking testimony. So I'm just trying to get this podcast thing off the, off the ground, man. If y'all like it, Say you like it. If you don't like it, say what you don't like about it. I'm a huzzy bear, man. The bear to care, share the bear. You know, I'm out here trying to do something positive. And uh, this 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 podcast is gonna be a treat, man. Those who tune in, it's gonna help you get through the day. It's gonna make you laugh. It's gonna make you crazy. You gonna hear some special people on here, man. I'm trying to get something off the ground that I'm passionate about, and that's what people always told me. You don't. When it comes to having a gift, you can't just say. Oh, I got a gift. Like when it comes to my singing, um, it took for people at church, people on the street, say, "Hey, bro, you got something. You got something special." And I'm just like, "Yeah, okay." But more people come to me when I sing at church, and people come to me and say, "Man, you touched me. It made me cry." Just like I just got through singing at church, and now I came out to the parking lot to finish this podcast. That, hey, man, you had me drop a couple tears in there. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Never knew that I had the capability of doing that, touching somebody's heart like that. You know, somebody I know, but I don't know like that. Yeah, that's all right. So, man, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just glad to be here, man. I'm, I'm grateful for all. And let me say this: all the ups and all the downs. God, I got a lot to work on. I got, I, I, I cuss a lot. Shit. I mean, you see what I'm saying? It just come out. But I'm, 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 I'm asking God to. You know, replace them words, you know. But it's just really, cussing always been to me is just a way to express yourself. That's all, you know. But, uh, you know, I just just wanted to put that on y'all heart, man. Maybe God is trying to tell you something. If you wonder why you're in that relationship, ladies and fellas, ladies, if you got a man beating you and he say, oh, I'm going to change, baby. I ain't going to put my hands on you again. And you say, okay, I love you. I'll take you back. Then he do it again. That's God trying to tell you. This man ain't going to change. You need to change yourself and get away from him. You know, and not to say I'm an advocate for domestic violence because I have been the abuser before, but I wasn't an everyday abuser. I know what caused me to be abusive. It was drinking. And I gave up on the drinking because every time I ended up in a fight or ended up getting into it with a female, it was the alcohol. So know what's causing your problems. Might not be alcohol. Might be that nigga you running around with every day. You know what I mean? It could be anybody. You know, anything. Anything could be advice. You know what I mean? So just, you know, 
God talking to you, man, just listen. Real talk, man. He'll talk to you. Like I said, man, maybe God is trying to tell you something. Who knows? Are you listening? Get yourself right, man. You, if you don't get yourself right, you can't be right for nobody else. And fellas, if you got that woman, and you like, man, I don't know why I love her, man. She keep being in the club. She keep being out here fighting and this and that. But I don't want her to be like that. I don't want to be like that. And she ain't changing. Maybe God trying to tell you something. You didn't pray, and you didn't pray for her to change. And she's not changing. Listen, go on about your business. And if it was meant for you, she'd come back. A changed woman. If not, let her have somebody else have that problem until she get herself together and realize she got a problem. But on that note, man, it's September the 23rd, Sunday morning, 2018. I'm Huzzy the Bear. Huzzy Bear. T Huzzy, whatever you call me. But make sure you say the bear. I'm Huzzy the Bear, man, I'm out. God bless you, man. I'm praying for everybody. And stop thinking when somebody asks for prayer, it's something wrong all the time. Prayer is prayer. Pray for me. This, this world we live in is rough. I need prayer every day. So those who hear it in the tone of my voice, pray for me. No matter what's going on, ain't nothing going on. Pray for me. If I'm I'm in, I'm, I'm going through some good stuff, pray that the good stuff keep happening. And, and vice versa. So I'm praying for you, man. I ain't preaching. I'm praying for you. That's it. I ain't no preacher. I let the preachers preach. That ain't what God called me to do. And if he do call me to preach, then that's what I do. But I love y'all. May God bless you. May everything work out the way you want it to work out, man. Tune in. It's episode two. And I'm out.